The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Saturday Night Video Store. This is a spinoff of Silence Your Phones, found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, and for this journey, I'm joined by my brother, Dan. Dan Chavez, what's up, dude? What's up? How's it going? This is going to be good times, good times. I talked to Sean uh, a while ago and said, hey, what if we started doing spinoff shows of Silence Your Phones, little mini series off them, kind of the way History Creeps has, has you know, their own spinoffs. That's odd. You know, how bizarre. Um, he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so I think you and I talked about this for a bit, and I thought it'd be a cool thing to do a, a movie talk show where we talk about movies, not just review them the way Sean and I do it. Yep. And uh and it just kind of reminded me of the day back in the day when video stores were a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like Blockbuster, Blockbuster Hollywood Video. Yeah, um, good times, man. There was a couple of other ones, like tinier ones, but I re- those are the ones I remember the most. Blockbuster for sure, uh, especially the one that was right there on 49th Street next to the Winn Dixie. Yeah. And then um, what did it become? A Walgreens. No, it became. Uh, no, you the, the Win Dixie became a Walgreens. The Dixie became a Walgreens. Yeah, the Blockbuster yeah, yeah. ended up becoming some Oriental Market thingy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But when Blockbuster, it was weird. when Blockbuster was there, dude, that was an era of like Friday nights and Saturday nights. That's where you went because it was like, what else is there to do? Unless you're going out to the movies, you're going out to eat. I mean, you're usually renting movies to watch. And when I say that, it's funny nowadays to think of that, like renting, right? Like going yeah. to a place, <laughs> walking aisles and aisles of and a lot of times it was just the empty cases, right? And, and then you had to look behind it to see if there was any copies that were that oh, were still yeah. in. Um, but yeah, you would just walk down the aisles. The first place you'd normally go to is new releases. There's a whole wall that's new releases. So you're just like, what's the new stuff that came out, right? Yep. The stuff that you were too cheap to, to go to the theater for. You're just like, let me wait till it comes out on video. Yeah. Um, you exhaust that and then you're like, all right, let me go to the genres that I like. So you make your way over to the different genres and just start perusing the aisles and they've got all the old movies and, you know, modern movies. And, and that was just the thing. Like you went, you, you know, you picked a couple of movies, you, you had one or two in your hand, you had to decide which one you wanted to take home. Um, and if you had a, a cool video store like that blockbuster, I remember there was a dude that worked there that was constantly talking to people about movies the best movies, this movie's coming out. Hey, did you see so-and-so in that? Oh, so-and-so is a better actor than the other guy. And there was, oh, every time I go in, no lie, there was always at least one or two people at that front desk just talking to the guy. Like, you could tell they had already checked out, but they just stayed there and talked to him for a while. And I thought, that just feels the right, like, that just feels right for what this spinoff would be. So that's why we call this Saturday Night Video Store, because that's what we're doing. We are going to have a show in which we talk about movie news, um, we'll have a topic that we discuss for the show. And, uh, at the end of the night, we're going to decide out of two movies, which one we're going to take home. Uh, you'll bring a movie, I'll bring a movie and we'll try to sell each other on the movie if we hadn't seen it. And, um, that's the show. Super simple. Super simple. 
So let's get into it. What we're going to do is every time we have an episode, it's going to be themed by the genre, a genre. So this one, we decided since uh, Thanksgiving's right around, the, literally tomorrow as of this recording, yeah. <laughs> um, but as of the listening, people, it'll have been a couple of days past now, so you're probably still on that turkey, what is that, that turkey coma? Yeah, the, uh, what is it, the, uh, when, it, the itis. when you got the turkey yeah, itis, yes. yeah, you're in a deep <laughs> slumber, and you're like, oh, how much turkey did I eat? Yeah, or how much did I eat in total too? Because it's like you put hurt. Like this is the thing about Thanksgiving, dude. You don't care, right? Like you just see all of this food, and normal people wouldn't pack their entire food, you know, plates to the brim. But at Thanksgiving, it just feels yeah. like, of course, you're supposed to because you have to have everything. It's always like a like little bit of everything, everything, and if you didn't get the first round, the second round, you go back and then you get what you didn't get the first time. That's how but each time you're constantly you get. getting more turkey. Oh, yeah. Like Every you're like, oh, I got time. turkey last time, but I'm getting of more. Of course. Uh, so yeah, people will be recovering uh, from their turkey, you know, binges. Listening to the very first episode of the spinoff yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Video Store. So for this first episode, we decided because of Thanksgiving, because what normally follows with Thanksgiving is is drama. We went with drama, yeah. um, and it's funny though because when it comes to our movie picks at the end, you and I both picked dramedies, <laughs> comedy drama, drama comedies. <laughs> Um, which which both, works right for Thanksgiving. And they both ironically kind of follow around food in a way. I'm assuming yours does too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we thought it would be oh, yeah. perfect. You know, Thanksgiving family. You think about family and good times, but no, it's always some kind of drama or Uncle Jimbo in the background is causing some kind of something going on, and it's just like, okay, here He's we go. Drunk again, <laughs> touching the girls exactly. inappropriately. Like, here we go again. So this turns into a dramedy <laughs> type of a deal thing. So yeah, here we go, dramedy. Yes, that that's going to be the genre for this first episode. Uh, so let's get into it, dude. Let's get into some drama uh, news. I saw on Radio.com, this says, Adam Sandler to star in outer space drama. Uh, the movie will be made by the director who did Chernobyl. Did you see Chernobyl? Uh, no. I didn't either, so... Uh, we'll see. I mean, they. It must have been good if they they came at they went out of the way to say that the dude that did Chernobyl is going to do this movie, okay. right? You they wouldn't normally say something like that if the dude did nothing. Yeah, right? no. I like I, I've seen like little snippets here and there, but I've never actually watched the movie. So it just happened to be like in passing while watching TV one day. So this says uh, Adam Sandler's going to outer space. The actor stunned many fans last year with his critically acclaimed performance in the movie Uncut Gems. Did you see that? Holy crap! Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about like getting my anxiety to like the next level that was like i don't know why i put myself through that just watching that movie but holy crap yeah was so we talked about that on silence your phones and that was my my review and of that it was, was that from the second it starts to the time it ends it is non-stop anxiety inducing yeah. and and every decision he keeps making you're just like oh my god i can't do and this. i watched that I movie he, based what, off of that episode Oh, I heard okay. you guys talk about it. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And like, say that you guys are like, okay, it can't be that bad. But like, started watching, I was like, uh-huh. why am I putting myself through this? What the heck? What are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. I told you, dude. KG, KG. <laughs> um, so it says, while the film didn't get nominated for any awards, fan, fans agreed it was some of his best work and hoped the comedian would sign up for more serious roles in the future. Now it appears Sandler is ready to take on another serious role as he is set to star in an outer space drama from Chernobyl director Johan Rank. Um, not much is known about the project other than it, it will eventually stream on Netflix. Um, the currently untitled film is based on Jaroslav Kalfar's The Spaceman of Bohemia. 
Sandler is set to star as an astronaut who is sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust. Uh, previously, Sandler promised he would put out his worst movie to date if he didn't get nominated for an Oscar on Uncut Gems. So let's hope this space drama isn't it. Um, Sandler in space. That's a different one. I don't think I've ever th- heard of thought of, of Adam Sandler going to space. But then, you know, and then not being a comedy either. Yeah. Like now it's going to be a drama role. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, uh, for sure. I mean, like how he pulled it off in Uncut Gems. Like you believe that character. It's some, it's nothing like he's done before. Uh, his typical yeah. characters, and yeah, it'd be very interesting to see like how he's going to take his role or whatnot going out into space and see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I look at Sandler, and my first thought, like seeing him, is not astronaut. No, it's not. But you, I could see him like floating <laughs> in space and be like, "Oh, here comes a little." <laughs> we'll see dude we'll see um it'd be interesting too if he played like uh um a foreign a foreign astronaut right not american because i could see him pull that off maybe i could possibly you know I mean? see him trying to do that like a slavic or something like that would be a little different yeah, yeah i could see that um no, i'm trying to picture adam sandler doing a russian like I mean, the dude's, he is really a good dramatic actor, but, uh, but in terms of, yeah, space, that's just a weird, anytime you do things in space, it's going to have to be like really good or it's going to be garbage like Jason X or like you saw they're doing Fast and the Furious in space coming up next. I heard something about that I've already since, I mean, (laughs) since Paul Walker died, I kind of lost interest to be honest. Bro. The moon, the moon vehicles, oh, they're just geez. racing on the moon. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know I got to see that. I, I, you know I, I got to see it. I probably will. I'm not going to lie. I probably will. Um, so, yeah, so that's coming. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, an outer space, you know, odyssey featuring Adam Sandler. It's another Netflix. So that was his deal, right? He made a, a deal with Netflix that like the next 78,000 movies he does are just going to all be Netflix <laughs> movies. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it seems like it because like all of his movies been through there now. Yeah, I know he had a deal. I just don't remember how many movies it was supposed to be for. Um, it's smart though. Dude made some yeah. good money, and he's getting to make movies with his friends all the time. Like you yeah, know, what exactly. I mean? Did you see Hubie Halloween? Yeah, holy oh, crap. loved it, <laughs> loved it. That we'll we'll, we'll revisit that. We'll revisit yeah, that in the in a future episode. Um, all right, let's move on to another headline I saw here from Indie Wire. Um. Apple, uh, let's see, Tom Holland is scored Oscar buzz during the 2012-2013 awards season for his supporting performance in The Impossible. Now he's back on Oscar pundits' radar with his upcoming drama, Cherry. Have you heard of this? Uh, not. I don't think it was Cherry. I don't remember. There's one with him and uh, Daisy Ridley. I don't know if that's that or not. Uh, I'm horrible this one one says it's based on the 2018 novel by Nico Walker. The film reunites Holland with his Marvel Cinematic Universe directors, Joe and Anthony Russo, who are diving into a hard hitting character study after the record breaking success of Avengers. Um, Cherry includes new. uh, Let's see. We blah, 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 blah. So this is what it's about. Cherry stars Holland as a U.S. Army medic who returns home to the suburbs of Ohio and develops an opioid addiction while struggling with PTSD. Bravo stars as Holland's character's wife, who also becomes an addict. The young couple begin robbing banks to fund their drug habit. The supporting cast includes Bill Skarsgård, Jack Rayner, and Forrest Goodluck. 
Um, okay, I think I have heard something about this one. Yeah, Joe Russo says yeah. the movie is going to be broken up into six chapters that reflect those different periods, and each one has a different tone. It's shot with different lenses, different production design. One's got magical realism. Another chapter is absurdism. Another is horror. There's a bit of gonzo in it. It's raw in its tone. He's a character in existential crisis. This really makes me want to see this movie. Like Just hearing that kind of a description, I'm like, oh, well, that's totally different like you know what i mean yeah i was just looking it up real quick um mm-hmm. but yeah like it's i did remember hearing something about that where he's he comes back and i thought there was like something going on where like he gets in the middle i think it's the bank heist or whatever it is but he's like i don't know about this and he's like trying to talk him out of it i don't know but it's uh it looks very uh, interesting i'm so far, I have not seen Holland in anything aside from Spider-Man in the Marvel films. Have you seen him in anything else? Uh, I have not, no. So, I mean, I, apparently he got really good, you know, reviews on the last the last one he did. Uh, let me see. Although I did see, like, the uh, the trailer for Spies in Disguise with Will Smith. But, What's like, that just one? based, it's like an animated movie that he's in where he's, like, some kind of, like, little nerdy kid and Will Smith plays, like, this over extravagant spy almost like james bond style and this is an animated film yeah it's like a and like pixar or something like that um and like he ends up somehow he does something where he turns will smith's character into like a pigeon or a bird of some sort okay like they go on like this whole spy adventure like trying to do whatever so like i've seen the trailer for that and i was like oh that's kind of a cute kids movie there yeah, see, like that's what I would expect that for after Spider Man, after Marvel films. Um, again, I haven't seen him in a dramatic role, so I, I, I don't think he'd do. I mean, I, I, he had a lot of dramatic parts in the Spider Man films. You know what I mean? So I think this kid can pull it off big time, especially when he can literally pull your heartstrings. Remember? Oh, yeah. Dude, Definitely, when he yeah. was dying, when he was disappearing, and he's looking yeah, at he's Tony like, Stark, Tony, and he's like, yeah. oh, it feels yeah. so good. And you're just oh, like, oh. And then he's just yeah. this all of a sudden this scared kid, this kid that's just so scared. And what did I do coming out into outer space? Why did I think I could be a hero? Right. Right. So, yeah, he could definitely pull. Off, I think he could pull off dramatic. That'd be that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'll definitely be in line or on streaming for that film. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Same. comes to basically the topic of the show today. Do the idea that uh, sometimes there's actors out there that you would never think could pull off a dramatic role. At all, right? Like from the original, the first time you saw them, uh, how they normally portray themselves, they almost get pigeonholed into certain kinds of roles or or, or genres. Um, and so when they decide they're going to try their at their hand at some dramatics, uh, it blows your mind if they're good at it. And on the reverse side, I want to say it that way too, uh, because uh, it just comes to mind Robert De Niro, right? So De Niro, always oh, yeah, yeah. drama, always tough guy, always, you know, um, mobster, gangster, mm-hmm. right? Always, always, always. And then he does a movie called, uh, what's the one with Billy Crystal, where, where he, he goes to see the therapist. He's a, the mobster, and he's, oh, he's um, all crying in the office, and he's... <laughs> crap, what is that? Oh, but you know what I'm talking all, about, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, hilarious, yeah. dude. Yes. That was hilarious. And it was like, where... Where did he get these comedic chops, right? Because the dude had such great comedic timing. Then Meet the Parents comes out. Meet the and he Parents plays, comes out. He yeah, plays I was going to say the Meet the Parents one, yeah. <laughs> dude, it oh, was yeah, just... Oh, yeah, Jack Talk Tie. Jack, Jack Talk Tie, real well. Real <laughs> it's so good, dude. But but on the reverse side, like that's something that like you would never expect. So when you mm-hmm. see somebody that's typically a comedic 
uh, performer or maybe like, uh, you know, rom-coms, those kinds of movies or even animated films, voiceover actors uh, going into the parts of more dramatic, um, you know, characters. It can blow you away if they put in that great performance. Mm hmm. So for you, like who comes to mind in terms of actors that initially you would never have thought could pull off a dramatic role and then you, you saw him and you're just like, holy crap. The first one when you said that was Jim Carrey. Automatically oh, jumped to mind. Yes, yes. From starting off in, in Living Color, mm-hmm. doing the sketch comedy, he did his whole even thing. Even before with that, like, dude, Earth Girls Are Easy that. when he plays yeah. the alien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, I forgot about alien. that. Yeah. And like the, didn't he do a vampire movie too? Mm-hmm. Like some Once Bitten, guy. yeah. Once Bitten, yeah. So like he he's known for like as that comedic genius, and mm-hmm. when he first starred in, I want to say it was the Truman Show yeah. for me at least was yeah. like his yeah. first dramatic. Um, that you're like, oh wow, it's a different side. Because there was still flair, there was still flair of quirkiness in that. Yeah. but overall like, it was a lot yeah. of drama. Yeah, there's still like that same Jim Carrey, like the CEO uh, was it Good Afternoon, Good Evening, and Good Night, like yeah, his, yeah, little, yeah. his little charming self that he has, but. Yeah, so like you go from that, and then you see his next one. Um, can't remember which order it was. If it was Man on the Moon first or Majestic first, which one came out? Man on the Moon was of, good. Yeah, I mean those are both like really good movies, and not like his typical normal. You know, I mean there's still a little bit of Man on the Moon, but it's not his typical Jim Carrey self. And you're like, wow, this dude can really freaking act. Yeah, Man on the Moon. He went method, dude. He went straight in and became um, Andy Kaufman. Um, there are, there's actually a documentary about it. I forget, I haven't seen it yet. I think it's on Netflix where, where they had followed him around during this time. Yeah. And I saw that. I haven't see, watched it either. You could yeah. see that there was a lot of his interactions with people. They would start to get frustrated with him because they're just like, I want to talk to Jim. Okay. And he kept, he was Andy and he would not, not be Andy. You know what I mean? So, right. um, it's, it's, he's definitely one of those intense ones, dudes. Uh, um, what was the one I, I just had? An, oh, do you ever see, um, Sunshine, uh, Spotless Mind. What sunshine, is it called? Yeah, Sunshine on the Spotless Ever- Mind. Oh God, dang! Eternal Sunshine on the Thank Spotless you. Mind. Yeah, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, that was another really good. phenomenal performance. Yeah, you know, definitely that one in uh, twenty three. Just like watching him go through like the whole numbered like numerology uh, madness and just yeah, like yeah, following yeah. that descent with him. You are like, holy crap! Yeah, like I yeah, left right, the movie right. theater watching that, like looking for numbers too. Like it was that good of a movie. I thought it's awesome. I, l- I left Truman Show looking at everything, going. Yeah, no, right. Like I, I still show? think that sometimes, like I think we are being watched. I don't know. Is this just all a big TV show? Um, dude, we said it before in the opening with the news, but Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler again had always been the kooky, you know, SNL character. Um, then he played even the movie he played back be- uh, back in the day. You ever see this movie Overboard? No, that's a super super early early movie. Like right when he was starting SNL, or right before he got the SNL gig. Um, but yeah, he's always had these kooky characters and the, that you know funny voice he always did. Whether he was Opera Man, you know, mm-hmm. and the way he talked, and the, or the Canteen Boy, <laughs> oh, I'm just a Canteen Boy. Like they all talk the same way, right? Yeah. Um, but then his movies, right, are, are Billy Madison, Goofy Manchild, right, Happy Gilmore, yeah. Goofy Manchild, um, all of them, all of them, until uh, the first one I saw him be dramatic in was Punch Drunk Love amazing performance i was like holy cow this dude just plays like i was not expecting it i really thought punch drunk love was gonna have him being kind of goofy and i was thrown off like i could not believe how good that was then the one that blows me away was um uh rain or me 
where he plays the the guy who his family got killed in the 9-11 attacks. Okay. And he and uh, Don Cheadle's in it comes across his friend Don Cheadle from college and and Don just realizes like look at where my friend's life has gone since college like I can't believe how like like messed up he is right amazing mm-hmm. amazing performance and then more recently Uncut Gems yeah Uncut Gems with the freaking <laughs> you know what I mean yes but I love that he goes back to Hubie Halloween and you're just like oh. yeah I know it's like okay yeah he's okay still. Again. Yeah, he's still Adam Sandler. We still right. appreciate him. And like he tried to do the the kind of family comedy drama with the best friend. Was it Best Friends? Is that the name of that movie? Best Friends. Best or? Friends. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, with uh, it was like his old SNL buddies. Basically, All his friends. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. Um, and and you know, a lot of people didn't really like those films. I thought they were all right. They weren't that. They weren't bad. Yeah, they you know okay. what I mean? Didn't mind um, it. Uh, Click was kind of like the same thing too. Like where he's kind of going through the same thing with uh, yeah, yeah so Kate Beckinsale, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. It's it's but, the yeah. idea. Whole idea is is almost like the family style yeah. drama with comedy. But it, yeah, Click was more. It felt like was it a Disney movie? It felt like it could be a Disney movie. It felt like yeah. I don't remember if it was though. I don't yeah. think it was because yeah. there were some things in there that were like mm, probably not kid friendly. But yeah, but but Sandler was another one that when I saw him play a dramatic role, I was just like, blew me away. Yeah, blew me away. Yeah. Um, dude, Robin Williams. Rob, yes, I was gonna say Robin. Robin Williams Robin. was Mork, Mork and Mindy. You know what I mean? His any you ever watch this dude's comedy stand up? Mm-hmm. It's like literally lightning let out of the bottle. Like it's just nonstop all over the place. I mean his his performance as the genie in Aladdin yep. is absolutely iconic, iconic, right? Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, Patch Adams, Doubtfire, you know. Yeah. Um, you have Hook. You have um, what else was he in? There was something else he used to watch all the time. Now I get Jumanji. Yeah. Then he did. Then all of a sudden he did a film with, um, what's his name? It was it Al Pacino? No. Who was it? He did a movie with, and it was in Alaska. Uh, I forgot the name of the film now, but he he actually played the bad guy in the film that he was being chased. Um, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" I couldn't, I could not believe that it was Robin Williams. Like it literally blew that's, me away. Is that the photo one, like where he's a photo developer? No, but that's a good one too. That's, like, that's a crazy, too, right? crazy yeah. story. Yeah. Um, no, this one took place in Alaska. Like I, I remember that about like the whole day and night and night stayed longer or whatever. What really got me, though, was watching Robin, like how I knew him growing up as like, you know, the lovable hook, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And then later on when he uh, did with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, What Dreams May Come. Oh. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, that's a hard movie. dude. That is a hard movie. And watching that, like, especially now, like knowing, I guess, in hindsight, like uh-huh. the shit he's gone through, like, you know, um, and then just watching that, it's like, holy crap, man, what a beautiful, awesome, wonderful movie. Yeah, and, and his acting, phenomenal. Um, I remember when he played the dude that uh, in Goodwill Hunting, you yeah. know? the the counselor or the counselor or whatever he was in that in that film but again a dramatic role nothing he wasn't being funny there was no he was like it was a very serious role mm-hmm. um again never would have thought right like i saw this guy i was like what is going on here what is this movie um i had one it wasn't necessarily a drama movie but mm-hmm. it was a drama series was uh steve buscemi Again, kind of like Adam Sandler, where he's like that quirky, like he comes up in the background, like, oh, yeah, like that quirky, funny character or whatever. Because you because you know him from the Sandler. Because we know him from the Sandler movies. Exactly. So that's how you see him. But then he comes out with Boardwalk Empire 
and if you ever watch that show and just watching him uh, embody that whole role of Nucky Thompson and being a gangster and well, he played he whole... played what's his name? He played Tony in The Sopranos. The oh, uh, yeah. Tony's cousin Tony. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he played him in season five. Uh, but also he was in a movie uh, way back in the day. It's an indie film based on a comic book called Ghost World uh, with Scarlett Johansson. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yes, and and that is more of a you know uh, it's not I wouldn't I don't know if it's dramatic drama like dramatic but it's not it's obviously not a goofy type of of yeah. movie. Um, dude, more recently, so this movie just came out last year or was it earlier this year? Um, but the one that blew me away was it, it was. Do you know who Pete Davidson is? He's on SNL. If I saw him, I would. I think he was was dating Ariana Grande for a bit. Um, But in (laughs) real life, his dad died. He was a firefighter who died in 9-11 as well. Um, But like he makes jokes about it, which is kind of weird. But that's the way he deals with it, right? I was looking him up. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, it was this year, actually. He just put out a movie with Bill Burr called The King of Staten Island. Okay. Amazing movie. Again, he it's almost uh, it's almost biogra- autobiographical. He plays this kid who's kind of lost in life at his age. He hangs out with his stoner friends. His mom wants him to move out and start doing some stuff for himself, um, but he lost his dad. His dad was a firefighter and lost his dad in nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom ends up starting to date another firefighter, Bill Burr, and so th- obviously there's going to be issues there. But yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, did not expect that from him because again, I'm used to him more recently being kind of like the new Andy Samberg. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're watching SNL right now, he's been putting out a lot of digital content. You know, he does a lot of videos and stuff like that, uh, or music videos. Um, But yeah, King of Staten Island, great, great performance if you've not seen that. Yeah. Uh, One for me was um, John Krasinski, Mr. Jim Halbert from The Office. Like you're used to see him like do the little quirky uh, office pranks on Dwight. Looking at the camera all the time. Uh, right, like which bear knows best? False. <laughs> side eyes glance. Right, but then he branches off after that, and he ends up doing a quiet place. Like he directed that, I believe. Too, I never saw that. Also, it's actually a really good movie. Um, is it? Yeah, it's basically like the whole thing is, if I'm not mistaken, that's the the horror one, like where they're hunting him. Uh, things like you have to be super quiet because they respond to sound and they hunt you and kill you and whatnot. It's kind of like a horror suspense, whatever, but it's like a really good dramatic thriller type uh, role, I thought. Um, and then he also does um, TV series on Amazon, Jack Ryan. Um, if you ever watched him on that, too, that's a really good show, too, watching him. Tom Clancy character. Tom Clancy character, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know who else, dude? I did not. I did not know he would have such great dramatic acting chops. Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm used to seeing him on SNL. You know, smacking the cowbell and flinging his belly oh, around. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Powers. Remember, he plays that dude that always he like falls in the pit and he's like, "I'm not dead yet." Yeah, he's, you're getting <laughs> shot, and he's like, "That hurt really, really <laughs> bad." <laughs> um, he's in Night at the Roxbury. Like, look at these movies: Superstar, mm-hmm. Zoolander, Old School, Elf, uh, Bewitched, Kicking and Stream, uh, Screaming. So Talladega Nights. So you he Blades of Glory, Step Brothers. Like you see all of these, and Will Ferrell is not somebody that comes to mind when you think dramatic. Right. But did you ever see the movie Stranger Than Fiction? Uh, no, I haven't. That's actually on my it's list. It's a really cool movie. And okay. he basically plays a, a character who he's going about his regular life. And then all of a sudden he hears a woman narrating. And he's like, what the hell is that? And he thinks he's going crazy. Uh-huh. 
But what it is is because he's a character in an author's book. And as she's starting to write, she said, you know, speaks out loud and writes things out and he's hearing it all of a sudden. All of a sudden he's self-aware. And as she's writing it, she's realizing he's self-aware. Oh, that's cr- okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Dude, it's, it is a, is a really, really good movie. Then there was another one that he put out that was, um, oh, what was it called? I'm trying to look at his, his list of movies. But it was, um, oh, I can't find it. it. It was a really good movie, but it's, I think he dealt, he was dealing with a divorce or something. Um, but one of the main scenes that always sticks out to me is that he has all his stuff out on his lawn to sell and he's just sitting out there in a recliner in his, <laughs> in his, uh, in his, um, pajamas, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And you could just tell he's going through a lot of shit in his life, but yeah, that was a good one as well too. That's weird. Usually, um, Oh, this is the select. So I was looking at the selected list, selected filmography, not the full filmography. Like, what are you wasting my time right, for? Exactly. Huh? Um, did you know he was? Oh, yeah, he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He plays the federal wildlife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, do you, do you think of these these and you don't Anytime like, I think of Will Ferrell, first my first thought, thought is, is not... always Frank the Tank from old school. It's always Will Ferrell to me. <laughs> Every time somebody's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. Go here. Then. Don't know if I'll have enough yeah. time. Don't know if I'll have Bed enough time. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, he comes to mind. You know who else? Uh, ben Stiller. Yeah. So Ben Stiller typically plays a lot of um, comedy roles, but not goofy comedy, right? Like a lot of his, his roles are comedic. Um, but when did you ever see the, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I did. It's been a while good, since I've seen it, but movie. holy crap, yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. And he's got a couple of other ones, too, that I can't come to mind, but I was just like, dude, this guy can actually, you know, he's he can yeah. act uh, in, in that regard, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's uh, kind of an old one, and now now you kind of know him as a dramatic actor, but um, back in the day, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, little heart teen, uh, teen throb. The heart, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden comes yeah, out yeah. with uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and you're like, oh. This is a little different. This is nice. Yeah, he blew people away with that performance, yeah. dude. And then, like, yeah, he's just that... been kind of going on from there, and like his roles ever since then, man. It's just been like, I'm a huge DiCaprio fan. I'm, I'm a little teen throb. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Did you ever see The Good Girl? A lot of her indie films, dude, she plays really good, like, dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. The Good Girl was a really good one. Okay, I haven't seen that um, one, but yeah. Yeah, she plays this kind of small town, this lady living in a small town. She's a waitress. Um, it, but it's just, you know, dealing with life and dealing with shit that's coming your way and, and trying to, you know, figure out how you ended up the way you did. Um, she does a great, great job in that film. You know who else blew me away too? Joey Lauren Adams. My my favorite performance of hers ever, Chasing Amy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. That, her, that performance between her and Ben Affleck, dude, Honestly, even Ben Affleck, his before like you know he became too too big when he's doing Chasing Amy. That movie is such a like raw movie in terms of emotion and and relationship and being young and just not you know understanding what doing and saying can can really do to people. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, that performance. There's a scene where they just kind of. They just break. They break down. They're just yelling and screaming at each other in the middle of a parking lot. I think it's raining. Uh, but man, man, what a performance! Mm-hmm. And so yeah, whenever since I saw her in that, I was like, "Wow, hmm. this girl can put it in." Okay, yeah, I have to check that one out too. 
So yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot, dude. There's a lot of people that are out there that you're just like, oh yeah, you know who else? Because uh, we never would have thought that. Yeah. Uh, we could definitely go on for. Did you have anybody else on your list? Uh, no, that's all. Like that came in line. You already said like a few of mine already. So yeah. I'll just let you have it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it, man. That's our topic today. That was. Um, you never know. You never know when you're gonna get a good performance from somebody, right? And and that's yep. always like a big deal. Like every all of a sudden they're like Hollywood darlings when they put in a, a, a dramatic performance that no one thought that they could pull off, right? Yep, yep. Um, I'm still waiting for Pee Wee Herman to put in his dramatic performance. <laughs> and then like the uh, what was it the crossover of Halloween and Pee Wee Herman? Did you send me that like a little while ago? Yeah. That is so great. Uh, Whoever comes back together. Oh, uh, it's so good. Um, anyway, all right, dude. Now it's time. We're at the end of the night. We have to leave the video store. We got two movies to choose from. Um, yeah. You brought one. I brought one. And we have to decide what we're taking home. So the one I brought was Home for the Holidays. So I'm just going to pull this off of Wikipedia. Home for the Holidays is a film about that follows Claudia Larson, a young woman who, after losing her job, Kisses her ex boy or ex boss, and then finds out that her daughter has plans for her own uh, her own holiday. She departs to Chicago to spend her Thanksgiving with her dysfunctional family. Um, this movie has got a lot of big name stars that are big name now. They they weren't big name. Well, they they were somewhat bigger name at the time. Uh, but I mean, one of them for sure is just a monster star now. But Holly Hunter, she plays Claudia, uh, her brother in the film. Now he's a monster, monster film. Uh, he's a film monster star. At the time, he was a big name star, but now it's just strat- you know stratospheric. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays her mm-hmm. brother in the film. Oh, that's funny. Uh, okay. And yeah, yeah, Anne Bancroft's in it. Plays the mother. Uh, Claire Danes is in it. She plays a sister as well. Uh, Dylan McDermott's in it. She plays a love interest, or he, she, he plays a love interest. Um, there's a couple of other actors and actresses, you'd know, uh, Steve Gutenberg's in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, but basically what it is is, yeah, she gets home and, and it's funny because she travels home and already at the, she's got a cold, so she's miserable, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, she, yeah. she gets home and they're like, oh, you know, how are things going with your life? And oh, she just lost her job and, and she's just like back, back in her parents. Think about that, right? Going back to your parents' home and having to be that a kid again even though you're an adult you know what i mean mm-hmm. and her brother comes in is messing with her like there's a scene where she's in the shower taking a shower and he just goes in rips open the curtain and it starts taking pictures with a polaroid camera oh, um yeah yeah <laughs> oh I, uh, I said dylan mcdermott was um the love interest yeah. i wasn't specific he's the love interest of robert downey jr's character okay so yeah he brings him there for thanksgiving to introduce him to the family um but yeah, dude, there it's a it's a great film. You know, there's they have a good relationship, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Holly Hunter's character. They have that brother and sister relationship that you could tell they had been close growing up. Um, but it's just kind of dealing with with life and dealing with like immediately, you know, her mom's thinking about like, oh, maybe you should talk to so and so. I hear he's no longer with you. Know what I mean? Oh, and yeah, she's yeah. just like, ah, ma, come <laughs> on. And this is all during Thanksgiving. Like, so it's you know they're getting the food ready. It's got that everything about it has. A Thanksgiving holiday movie feel to it um, but it's got that edge this was made in 1995 so it has that 90s kind of angsty edge gotcha. to it yep. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was directed by Jodie Foster she also helped produce it with Peggy Ratsky Rats- okay so yeah dude home for the holidays um, this is one that I always put on at Thanksgiving time so there's two movies I play no lie every year I play for sure 
is uh, Home for the Holidays and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because um, they're both Thanksgiving <laughs> movies. The other I one's a Thanksgiving movie too. I forgot about Planes, Trains. About Hell yeah, dude. He's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. I forgot about um, that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one I love again because, you know, when I first came across this film back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, it, there was something about it that struck a nerve for me because I was out on my own. So it was like, what would it have to be like to have to go back home and be miserable and listen to your parents like harping on you and, mm-hmm. you know, your your siblings are messing. It's, it's like going back into it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So it's a good film, dude. I think you should you should, you should take that one home. All right. Well, I will see your home for the holidays and I'll raise you. Uh, chef, uh, 2014 flick. And hello, uh, children. Hello, children. Uh, no, not that chef. A little different. Um, this is directed by John Favreau. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll read the little thingy too. Uh, Did he write it or just direct it? He directed it. I don't know if he wrote it. Um, okay. I don't know. I'll find that in a minute. Uh, but anyway, it goes uh, after a controlling owner uh, pushes him too far. Chef Carl Casper quits his position at a prestigious Los Angeles restaurant. As he tries to figure out what his next step should be, he finds himself in Miami. Carl joins forces with his ex-wife, best friend, and son to launch a food truck business, and the venture provides a chance to reignite his passion for cooking, as well as his zest for life and love. Um, so, Ooh. yeah, it's basically like um, he is like this huge, like well-known uh, chef cuisine, uh, they call him, in this restaurant, and uh, they're getting like this uh, food critic that ends up coming to the restaurant to review his uh, menu and everything like that. Uh, Dustin Hoffman plays the the restaurant owner, like this. Little, okay. Like, this is I own the restaurant. You can cook whatever, but I'm telling you what you're gonna do. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Hoffman's great too. Yeah, dude. He's, he's a great, great actor. There's like a lot of good characters, like good names in this uh, thing too. I, I is this the one with Catherine Catherine, Catherine Zeta Jones? Is uh, she in this one? No, Scarlett Johansson okay. is though as like the the what do you call it the waitress chick that um okay. the hostess. Like, I'm yeah. Horrible, sorry. Uh, so. Yeah, she's in there. Um, you have Dustin Hoffman as the restaurant owner. Uh, Sofia Vergara plays uh, his ex-wife. That's who I was thinking. I was because yeah. I knew it was like the. I, I I think I'm familiar with this, having seen the trailer. I haven't seen the film, but I yeah. think I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, it's really good. And for warning, like if you're gonna watch this movie, don't watch it on an empty stomach. Because I like I rewatched it again just to kind of like keep it fresh and remember like what exactly happened in there and. I was hungry the entire time. And I was like, "Oof, I can really go for like some Cubans right now." Is it so? I think from what my memory serves me right, if I remember this commercial, like, is this film so that when they're cooking, it looks like you're watching maybe those cooking shows? They show like up close shots of chopping and putting the food together or whatever. Is that why it makes you hungry, or is it just because the idea of the food? Because oh, no, there's yeah, a movie no, that's out that's that's like about the chefs and thing, and that's why I thought it was. Catherine Zeta Jones, but maybe I, I can't remember. That might be another one too, but no, it does have like him actually chopping up, actually cooking, um, and he actually learned how to cook from one of like I guess like the cook consultant that they did to make this yeah. movie is loosely kind of based on his story. Well, I guess without them knowing when they made this, <laughs> um, Bobby Choi, I believe his name is, is a Korean uh, cook. Um, but yeah, so anyway, he. Uh, he goes through this whole thing. This critic comes to the restaurant and completely obliterates his food, his food and like tells how bad it is and all this other stuff. Uh, so he kind of like blows up on that and ends up kind of quitting the restaurant and decides he wants to kind of find himself again and going into passion of like what he loved about cooking in the first place. So he goes and he gets a food truck from uh, his uh, Sofia Vergara's like his ex-wife. It'd be uh, his ex-wife's ex-husband which is played by 
Robert Downey Jr., which is I laugh when you get out. Are you serious? Okay. And think of like Tony Stark, but more narcissistic and more sleazy. (laughs) Like this is like he embodies that character now. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. like his, uh, you know, uh, pigeonholed role or whatnot. But so he gets a food truck from him and he just takes a whole journey with him and his son. Um, It's like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a good family feel good type of a movie if you want to look at it that way. Okay. Um, even though he's, it's like a really shitty family in a way. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, he's he's dealing with an ex-wife, and the son that he has um, is like he doesn't have the best relationship with him. So mm-hmm. the process of him getting this food truck and like making this venture all the way back from Miami all the way back to Los Angeles builds, builds uh, kind of builds like that relationship with his son and everything. But it's really good, like as hmm. far as like him cooking and like the food and like just the whole experience. You have uh, John Leguizamo's in there as like the line cook. Or like his sous chef or whatever. So, I freaking love John yes. Leguizamo, dude. Yes. I love so, John Leguizamo. And like they end up like Leguizamo ends up leaving the restaurant that Favreau leaves to go to meet up with him and then like make this whole food truck uh, journey with him. It's such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I think I will. I think I'm going to check that one out. Yeah. Definitely. I'm definitely going to check that one out. I'm taking that one home tonight. Cool. You're like, so am I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't know about home for the holidays. It's funny, like uh, how I how I heard about that movie too in the first place was I was just browsing Netflix one day and they actually have a show on Netflix called The Chef Show. And it's mm-hmm. John Favreau and Bobby Choi, the the chefs that actually kind of trained him for all yeah. that. And they were talking about that movie and I was like, Oh, okay, that's kinda cool. But it's like one of those typical cooking shows, like where he goes and he like he cooks different things for some of his friends, and like he'll go to different places. I saw like, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. So yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, got yeah. me hooked into it. And then I watched that movie after that, and I was like, "Damn, dude, this is a really good uh, movie here." And yeah. then like, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. but I would I'll recommend... check it out, and then the next time we come back to the video store to return it, I'll tell you what I thought. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I want a refund. So, uh, what do you think? You think you're gonna check out Home for the Holidays and stay awake this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll definitely check that out too. Um, that does sound really interesting and uh, really fun. So, and you could definitely get. It. I'm telling you, you could you can relate. You can relate when you start. Everybody's getting into the because you know, dude. Everybody has the family. Obviously, you love going and being around your family, and now this is happening. But sometimes there's the people in your family that when they show up, you're just like, oh god, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And yeah. this is, it's just that exact same kind of movie. And like I said, it, like for two thirds of the movie, she's like dealing with a head cold the whole time. So like it makes it worse. She's constantly <laughs> sniffing it like, oh, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, everybody else, guys, thanks so much for listening to our first spinoff show for, from Silence Your Phones, Saturday Night Video Store. We're going to be coming at you every two weeks on Saturday night. So look for us. Uh, also find us at BICBP-radio.com. We are there on the Silence Your Phones feed, uh, which is amongst a plethora of shows. There are over 32, 33 shows on the network and uh, all different kinds of shows for you people out there. So if you, if you have other interests, not just movies, and you want to check them out, head over to BICBP-radio.com and give somebody else a follow, a listen, Head over to Facebook, head over to Instagram, head over to Twitter. Make sure you follow along a lot of our accounts. Um, that's all I have. What about you, Dan? You got something to promote? Tell people where to find you, what you do? Um, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram, Ratfink Arts, um, R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. Uh, you can also follow me doing uh, on the same beloved network, BICBP Network. Um, we do uh, podcasters, which is like a D&D type podcast uh, yep, yep. with... Uh, Dungeon Master Anthony Mullen, the same Anthony Mullen from Chris and Anthony Can't Stop. 
Yep. Uh, check it out. It's quite fun. We get into some hijinks and we try to find creative ways to uh, completely throw Anthony off. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out there. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, but we need to go check out these movies. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Saturday night video store. We're out. <laughs>